You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome to the PowerCat Podcast, GoPowerCat.com's Kansas State Athletics Show. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, from the GPC Studios, here's your host, GoPowerCat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to another edition of the PowerCat Questions Podcast. This time you got me, of course, you always stuck with me, Tim Fitzgerald, Zach Carlson, and Ryan Gilbert in a pre-recorded podcast well in advance. There's going to be topics here that we might address that are totally wrong, but I am on vacation. Zach is on vacation. Cole is on vacation. Ryan Gilbert is not. Is bartending. Is bartending, but that's okay. That's a good thing to do for him. It keeps him busy. Keeps his mind engaged in humanity, or he'd just sit at home and watch videos. Not movies, just videos on his phone, right? That's basically it? Okay, it's yeah. good enough. We're sponsored by The Fridge Wholesale Liquor. They're like the full-length feature film of liquor stores. They're not a little YouTube video like some liquor stores. They are basically Platoon or uh, Saving Private Ryan. Not that you're going to you know, take gunfire going in there, but they are the most outstanding Oscar worthy of all liquor stores. Stop in. They were great, great friends of ours. Been helping us out a long time with this sponsorship. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, everyone. Mike, you're a horrible dancer. So we are recording this um, the day before the big 12 becomes the big 14. June still 12th, June 30th. Yeah, you're right. It's still Big 12. Um, so I'm, I'm not even sure the date that this is running, but um, we'll, we'll do our best not to be too dated, even though I'm old and, and by definition dated. And Gills is going to read the questions, so he struggles with that. But well, here we go. It's your questions from Wild Bass Station. Our VIPs ask the questions. Everyone gets to listen. And here's Ryan Gilbert. First question comes from Claws Out, Balls Out. What? What is your prediction for which player on offense and defense will become household names this year? Uh, I mean, I, I assume he's meaning beyond the Kent State Nation because I think most K-Staters know who Ben Sennett is. And I think some in the nation know who he is, but they don't know who he is. That's the that's the name. Yeah. It's Ben Sennett. Yeah. Or, you know, and honestly, maybe people don't realize Cooper Beebe might be the best offensive lineman, certainly the best interior offensive lineman in the country, and maybe they'll come to realize that. They've got some great opportunities over there. I think Kobe Savage is the guy on defense. I think if he can stay healthy, people are going to realize he's really good. Just taking all my answers. 
Okay, I'll say Daniel Green because I think he's Jeez, just taking he's been, the second answer that I'll underappreciate it to. He's been under, and maybe Will Howard. Heck, that's we just now named the four guys going to Dallas, going to Arlington for Big Twelve Media oh, Days. They announced that. I missed yeah. that. Hmm. I, I called it too. I if guess you were on Twitter, yeah. Zach, you would have seen it. Yeah, you uh, got to get back on there. Apparently, he, his boss has been annoying him lately. I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah, Howard, BB, Green, Savage. What's that called? A courtesy mute, Zach? Yes. Did I get the courtesy no, mute? Oh, no, not yet. You actually, the, the first step is turning retweets off. So, But I don't know. You quote tweet. I don't know if that works. Quote retweets. I don't know if those count. People are like, what do you always quote to? You want to put us on blast? Well, yeah, I do. You tweet something dumb at me. I'm not just going to have a private conversation with you. I need the world to see you're dumb. But three follower Betty created her account in April 2023 doesn't deserve my eyeballs. That I've gotten better at. Nah, whatever. You you got what you fell for one this week. Oh, I always fall for it. Gills, you got anything different than what we've named here? No, I think it'll be somebody that has been injured the last year or more than one year to break out and finally be healthy and have a full season that everyone's going to be like, wow, this guy was real good. One of the running backs. Number of guys. So what you're saying? Who? Poitier? Sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of the running backs. Yeah. Might might burst out. I mean – and that's that's a reality. When you follow a star, people are like, "Okay, is, who who do they got?" Cleet Duke might be the guy. Same same philosophy. You, oh, they're okay at that position. Look at that guy go. So, I don't know. It's going to be a fun year finding out all these things. From Ohio Power Cat, what is the probability of Will Howard having a Max Duggan type of breakout season this year? Um. Well, depends on what you mean, because. Will Howard's certainly not going to be sitting on the bench to start the year. Yeah. You know? Um, Duggan was a breakout because we weren't even sure he was going to be able to play with his health. Sure. Will, I mean, Will's a lot more known commodity. Even though Duggan had been a good quarterback, we just weren't even sure he was going to be a factor. And he was a factor. Um, I don't think Will Howard will have that kind of sneaking up on the Big 12 effect that Max Duggan did. And they're different players. I mean, I don't want Will Howard doing the things Max Duggan did because at the end of the day, honestly, his heroics in the Big 12 championship, the amount he ran the ball, man, he got so beat up when they got the ball to the one inside the one-yard line, they couldn't use him. I mean, he just was a shell of himself. Max Duggan is more comparable to 2012 Colin Klein. Right. Just totally. Battering Ram, use and abuse him, hope he can get you the win. I think that Will Howard will be much more protected and maintained as a football player to allow more to allow K State to have more success. Just throwing the ball all over the field—that's what I want, Ryan Gilbert. I want Will Howard just dealing, standing back there in a clean pocket with a great offensive line dealing the ball. But yeah, he he could definitely be a national figure. He could be. Um, invited to New York. I'm not saying he will be, but that is in the realm of possibility if he puts up a full season like he showed towards the end of the year. I didn't include it, but someone did ask if he could be a first-round draft pick if he plays well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, well, I mean, you just look at, I don't know how fast he'll run. He, he used to be able to run. He's commented that he used to be known as a runner. That's so funny. He used to be known as a running quarterback. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's got the arm now, which I doubted earlier in his career. But at 6'6", 240, whatever he is, 
yeah. I mean, he's going to go to combines and and pro day, and uh, he's going to stand out literally because he looks the part. He he's what they want from an NFL quarterback. I keep coming back to this comparison. Maybe he doesn't have the mobility. At least hasn't shown it now that he's filled out. Josh Allen doesn't have quite the arm strength, but he's a big kid that can run over people. Tough and a good leader, good, accurate thrower. Yeah. I mean, if he has a kind of season we're talking about, if he has a season that, as I mentioned, gets invited to New York for the Heisman Trophy, that means he's one of the top quarterbacks of the nation. Yeah, he could be a first-round pick. Is there any concern with, obviously, there's going to be much more of a target on K-State's back this year and Howard's, but just the film that's on tape now for teams to look at and now having a full offseason to know how to attack him. I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to be a Max Duggan breakout player, but does that hurt Howard in your guys' opinion? I don't think so. I mean, I I think Colin Klein will be creative enough with that offense where he'll move into some other things. His challenge will be people are going to be much more conscious of Ben Sennett. They're really going to try to always put an athletic safety on him try to keep linebackers away from him. And, you know, that, those matches were kind of created by the presence of Deuce Vaughn. You had to put someone athletic on him instead of a linebacker. So if they can prove someone out of the backfield, DJ Giddens or Ward, someone's going to be able to catch the ball, be able to keep Senate more involved. And, you know, as long as guys are out there making plays, receivers, tight ends, running backs, they, they can't cover them all the way they want to. But I, I'm a big believer in Will Howard. I think he's got the the mindset. Um, he, he's got the maturity now. And I'm really eager to see. I hope he can stay healthy. From LFK Wildcat. What does that stand for? Uh, I the, wonder. Lawrence Fun, Kansas. Fun. Ah, fun, fun, fun Kansas. Fun Lawrence yeah. Fun, Kansas. It's fun. <laughs> we don't want to make Fitz do any more work than he has no, to, right? No, this isn't no, the overtime. No. no. Jerome Tang used red shirts with multiple young players last year. Do you think that trend will continue with this year's incoming freshmen, or should we expect them to see real playing time right away? If they do redshirt anyone, who would you who would you expect it to be? Now, this is more of a you question, but um, I don't expect them to redshirt unless there's an injury, a health issue, or they come in and they're just buried down deep and they're not going to see the kind of time they want, they might choose to redshirt. But I don't think any of these kids will be in that position. There's no real projects. No. Dorian Finister was going to play, and then we still don't know about that redshirt. I'm not – there was old thread on Wabash Station. Mm-hmm. I just need to ask someone. But yeah. it's, We haven't heard one way or another, really. Yeah, they're so confident he's going to get that redshirt. I don't know what it's yeah. based on, but they're very confident. Um, yeah. I mean, they brought some kids in that were in need of the year. Maybe that'll be true with some of these late transfers. I don't know. They had two guys. Maybe they'll have someone that they will want a red shirt for the future, like Jarrell Colbert. There's but, no Anthony Thomas on the roster right now. No, no. And that Which was, is, I, I'm sure all along the plan was to red shirt him, let him develop, and obviously things didn't work out. There's no bad blood, but that's the type of player that you want to red shirt, right? You take a chance on him, take the flyer, and hope they can develop into something. And he gives you an athlete in practice to go against your yeah. guys that are playing. And in the process, you get to find out, can he develop into a player that could help us? And the answer kind of became no, it, you know, it's time mm-hmm. to move on. Yeah. Did, has he landed anywhere? I mean, it no. was honestly, I couldn't tell you the name of the school. It was one that none of the three of us have ever heard of. Oh, 
no offense to Anthony Thomas, but hmm. you know, Colbert, he played what a few minutes a game at LSU. It was obvious he needed to kind of take a season to, to get better. Same thing with Taj Manning. He said that that was the best decision of that he's ever made in his basketball career was red shirting. And so Finister, I don't know. We, we touched on that. And then Thomas, like those are, they're just different sort of players. I don't think anybody on this roster, obviously we're pre-recording this. This might change because there's a couple visitors right now from West Virginia on campus, but nobody in my mind, I think you're going to wait until maybe late July or August before Jerome Tang says, Hey, let's take a guy like Anthony Thomas and just try to redshirt him and take a chance. But I don't see anybody redshirting, but at the same time, there's only so many pieces of that pie to go around do you really think that they're going to have, you know, 13 guys that are ready to play on any given night? Like you can't be, you, can't be you, that you deep. can be deep. You can't be that deep. Right. I agree. So, we'll see if there was one guy. I mean, you would think it, I would, my guess would be Michaela bridge because he's such a great, uh, you know, talent. He's very athletic, but he's still very raw and has maybe a little ways to go. Uh, the athleticism is there, but getting things to click, Maybe that takes one season. You might be valid on that. There might be a, a season needed to convert his body from, you know, he kind of still looks like a chubby teenager and turn it into mm-hmm. muscle mass and, and he could be a holy terror. They're getting some dudes, man. Yeah. If they get these two guys from West Virginia, this is a really good roster. And it, you don't have to know who the top eight, nine, ten guys are going to be right now. They're going to go to war and practice to sort that out. And there would be a pretty good team for that process. Again, I'm I'm excited for football, but boy, basketball's going to be mm-hmm. it's going to be a fun year. Yeah, I'm glad I have you guys around. You always want friends when you're around good times. Yeah, Gills isn't talking. Oh, it's well, got, it's got awkward. No, it's oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I mean. No offense to any of the guards on the roster, the freshmen or the, the, the leaders, the seniors, whatever. Jerome Tang has mentioned how he wants to add a veteran guard. So right. what does that tell you about – I mean, I guess McCaleb's a little bit bigger than just a guard, but he's a wing. But what does that tell you about how he feels about that position right now? I'm sure he feels great about it, but if there's a position to have a red shirt, probably be that one. Well, he, he said it on Life of Fitz when I talked to him mm-hmm. that you got to have those veteran guards. And if you want to go to Phoenix, if you want to go to the Final Four, you're not going to do it with young guards. And so the challenge of this program is to address that through the transfer portal until you've developed your own guards to be old enough and keep them around, keep them happy. So you're probably going to have to play them to some degree to get them, you know, still engaged with the program. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy, though, that that's what's on K-State's mind is going to Phoenix next year. Right? Like I saw Glenn Kinley had a video with, I think it was Dorian or Tyler. I don't remember who it was, but they're talking about going to Phoenix. Like that is the goal. You know, the standard has been set for K-State to get there. And that's not something we're used to here with the basketball program. It's awesome. Yeah. And it's not just fanciful talk. I mean, they just went to the lead eight. With they were a, one game away. Yeah. You know, with a roster that nobody expected to do that. And they proved themselves to be competitive throughout the course of the season and then took themselves to the cusp of the Final Four. They feel like their roster will be more complete. Maybe they won't have the headline guys, but they also feel good about the guys they have, that they can develop into that. I agree. Last question of the first half is from GPC Cole. What? Who? Who's that? I don't know. Zach picked the questions. Hmm. Oh, that's a guy that has a nose job. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is the Manhattan airport being closed affecting recruiting? Yeah. 
Yeah. There's no way it's not. Bless you, Zach. Bless you, Zach. We'll talk about sneezes on the overtime. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no way it's not affecting it. And if you're not familiar, Manhattan Airport is closed for the entire summer. It's supposed to be open for the kickoff. Have you driven by it recently? Uh, yeah, no. I, I don't know how they're going to. not going to be. Ready. I don't know how it's going to be ready. <laughs> I month. didn't think the schedule was very realistic, but boy, they got to get that open. I mean, they got teams that need to fly in here for football games. They can fly to Salina or Topeka. Oh, I know. Bus over. Yeah, that's okay with <laughs> me. But anyhow, um, yeah, I, anytime you don't have your airport where you can just go pick the kids up and drive across town. This was a problem with recruiting before Manhattan had full air service. And they were flying guys in with, you know, private jets. And then they were told they couldn't do that. K-State had an advantage because they have a flight school. And that seemed to be a problem. When other schools have advantages and, like, being in major metropolitan areas with a recruiting base and major airports, that's not a that's not an advantage. But using your flight school to fly in recruits apparently was unfair. Yeah, but yeah, drive, having to drive a kid two hours down the road from yeah, at least KCI Airport's sexier now. At least now it feels like a real airport. I can't wait to see it. It's beautiful. You still haven't seen it, huh? Ah, huh. we'll fly out on the on the fourth. Hopefully, I mean, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna pack. I don't know if they'll they'll mind. I'm gonna pack a complete fireworks show in my carry on, so I'll be having that. You know what's. You, you know what's suspicious fine, right? about you taking fireworks to an airport? What? You hate fireworks. I know. I know. Uh, and I also have my razor. Then, You're flying to Wamigo on the 4th of July, right? <laughs> That's exactly what we're going to do. We're just gonna, Boom town. We're going to circle. We're going to circle Wamigo. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, Gills, I imagine you, you think it impacts recruiting. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Cole mentions this because Toussaint, Joe Toussaint from West Virginia was set to visit K-State and then Texas Tech. He had some sort of flight issue, and so it got flip-flopped, and that's not a good circumstance. You know, it's not K-State's fault that that happened, but some sort of flight issue. I don't know if that's – if it wouldn't have been an issue if Manhattan was open. Um, who knows? But, it, again, it's it's not a good thing to have it closed. It can only be a bad thing. And like he said, this is being pre-recorded, so by the time we're posting this, he could be committed somewhere else, or he could be a wildcat. Who knows? But it's not helping. It was a little awkward today when I recorded my life of fits with Josh Eilert when the West Virginia players are in town on visits. <laughs> uh, he was a little, you could tell he was a little uncomfortable that his alma mater is trying to steal a couple of his dudes, but. Um, Full circle. Yeah. They're, they're down. I didn't realize they were already a couple guys short, so they're. They're into the portal. They're looking for guys right now. That does suck because you, you keep a guy like Eilert to hope to keep the nucleus together, and that unfortunately hasn't happened for West Virginia. Well, they've kept a lot of those guys. There was a lot of guys that everyone, I mean, yeah. was afraid they were going to leave. He's got Raekwon Battle. It, yeah. I think that helps a lot. That'll make him a much better coach. But I think they'll be fine at the end of the day. I know it's picked kind of thinner now, but I, I guarantee you there's guys out there that can still help you, can still help a Big 12 team be better. Jerome Tang would agree. Yeah. I I would agree with Jerome Tang on on that. Drum Tanks, he would agree with me. I'm probably listening right now. That's it for the first half of the Powercat Questions podcast for some day in July. I don't even know when we're running this. This will be just the next fifth. week. Yeah, this will the be sixth. The sixth. No, the sixth. Thursday sixth. the sixth. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Okay. You know what day it is because you're listening to this. We'll be back. 
GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat podcast continues after this short break. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the Power Cat Podcast. Now, let's return to the GPC Studios. Welcome back to the Power Cat Questions Podcast, pre recorded for vacation purposes. So some of the opinions you hear in this podcast might be dated by the time it releases. We don't care. We're on vacation. I'm not on vacation. Then you come. I'm in Manhattan, Kansas. You will have keys to my house because you will have my keys to my car. Come over here and do your own damn podcast. I'm sorry. I got got angry with Ryan Gilbert. I apologize. I swear if we get any commitment events in the next week, I don't know if they're going to be on YouTube. I don't know. We can't send gills with his phone. It'll it'll look like, you know, one of those old grainy westerns. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you going to leave the work phone here and do your DDs? No, your I'm not leaving the work phone here. It's got to end up in uh, in Dallas. So does your car. But I'm not going to try. I'll trust, give them the car, but not the phone. After the drive down, your car's AC might magically break. Oh, damn it. Are you going to take the... And you might foam have some cooler. strings. Yeah. The, yes. Okay. <laughs> the some foam cooler will be in my car. Styrofoam so, foam cooler. So let me explain what's going on. Zach and I are going on vacation, but I get back. Uh, we're going to the southeast, so we're flying to Atlanta, and then we'll fly back out of the Hilton Head Savannah Airport. And I land on when Tuesday the 11th. Yes, right? Because Big 12 Media Days is Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. So early afternoon, and then that that evening, I fly from Kansas City to to Dallas. So I left myself a, like a good five hour window for being late, but I have to get to Becky's car where I'll be able to switch bags and have another bag packed to go to Dallas, and with podcast equipment, and yeah, all the goodies. Yep, and mm-hmm. Cole and uh, Gills will be driving. The company car down. <laughs> I'll be taking my own car, car down. Because that's so going to vacation in Texas. Because, you know, when you're going to go vacationing, uh, Texas in July is a good idea. I might play some golf. And melt. You know, top golf. What's the 24-7 staff event this year? I don't know. Still a surprise. What do you mean? Probably. Like last year we went to Top Golf. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. I, down to, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't want to do Top Golf again. Was that not fun for you? Man, guys out there just... You were good to watch. There was a few guys that were fun to watch. My God. 
there's some awful golfers. I started to feel like I haven't swung a club in 10, 15 years. I've got a bad back. I'm still better than some of these people. I remember, are you left-handed? No. Do you play no. golf left-handed? No. So I'm, you write I write left-handed. With your left hand. I do, do things like that with my left hand. Like eat. Eat with my left hand. Uh, but my sister decided I was throwing the ball with my wrong arm when I was a kid. So, so she, she ruined you. She ruined my – I was going to be a major league pitcher. I mean, I probably could throw an 85-mile-per-hour mile fastball. I mean, if you're left-handed, that's half of the the battle. I know. My sister's been holding me back all my life, but uh, right now holding us back from this podcast is us. We're <laughs> sponsored by The Fridge. Get into The Fridge. Say hi to everyone at The Fridge. Just walk around saying hi to everyone. Customers, employees, you know, delivery drivers, everyone. And, and then buy stuff. The Fridge Wholesale Liquor at the corner of this and that in the town in which we live. Here is Ryan Gilbert with more of your questions from Wabash Station. First question of the second half is from AmeriCat. AmeriCat can only make it to one home game this year. I need your help. Which one should I get tickets for? <clears throat> Wait, no. Mm. Is that the, wasn't the hand signal? The frog? The frog. Yeah. I'm trying to do the T- frog. TCU is the one. That's what he's trying to do. Yeah. Kind of bad for an audio-only podcast. Hey, let's be fair here. It wasn't good in person either. It wasn't. <laughs> um, terrible. Yeah, terrible. TCU. What else What else I got? I, I mean, Troy, to end out the season, it'll be a little I, cold, but good. Iowa State, they got Houston and USF. UCF. UCF. Whoa. When did they join Breaking the news yeah. from Fitz. <laughs> Fitz's dreams and imagination. They're going to hate me so much. <laughs> I keep calling them Central Florida, and now I just threw out a USF. They're in the AAU conference, and they're an ACC credit. Yeah, the, A- the, yeah, the AAU conference. Oh my I watch gosh. your videos, though. Oh, what a disaster that was. I was editing that, and I, I didn't care. Yeah, I would have approved <laughs> of you danger catting that one. And just with your own voice going, AAU. <laughs> oh. Yeah, TCU's the answer. That's going to be a great game. Good luck getting tickets. Have fun. Yeah, it's not going to be that expensive. I just I think it'll be a hard ticket. I think their fans will what all seven of their fans will come up and buy tickets. I mean, let's be honest; they don't have a lot of fans, but a lot of the fans they have are willing to pay whatever they need to to get into a stadium. So. So, it do you think it'll America. be a three hundred dollar ticket? I look. Ugh, I'm, I'm not familiar. Lot. That's a lot, but I'm yeah. Not, I don't. Well, compared to what the face value is, it's going to be steep. But but also, if you're just doing one game, you probably have more money to yeah. spend on one game than you would an entire season's worth of games. Especially if you can only make it to one, that probably means that you don't live here. So you got to make a a weekend out of it. So look, let me just say this. And I think this is an important point to make, that as we record this, we're looking forward to the 4th of July. As you listen to this, you just had the 4th of July. And by God, a guy named AmeriCat should be able to get into any stadium he wants at a reasonable price. He's AmeriCat. That's that's it. That's all I have to say. Okay. Zach? Yes. An, an October game is probably yeah, not too perfect. hot, not too cold. Good team. Best team on the slate. Yeah. Great game. Oh, we solved that. 
All right. From JBKSU Forever, what's more likely, OU becoming a power in the SEC or Texas becoming a doormat? Oh, that is a good question. Depends on what sport. I assume football, but. Yeah, I'm going to go with OU. Yeah. I, I don't think it matters which team you're talking about. Either team becoming a doormat is more likely than either team becoming a powerhouse. Agreed. They're not going to get the calls. They're not going to get. It's going to be interesting. It's a better league too. It 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 isn't. It isn't. It, top, the, top heavy. The top heavy. Yeah, but sure. now that they're at sixteen schools, you're just not going to see them very often. Although this plays into why I think Texas could become a doormat because of their marquee value, because of their perceived huge fan base that brings great ratings, they're going to get Alabama. They're going to get Georgia. They're going to get Tennessee. They're going to get, well, they're going to play A&M. It's going to be fun to watch. And, That's and, a free win for them every year, though, playing A&M, yeah, I think. what way they are. Um, I'm going to be honest, though. I, I think Texas could compete if they can figure out the coaching thing. There's there's a reason they played head-to-head with Alabama last year. They have the dudes to play at that level. They don't have the program or the coaching to play at that level. It's more about than just recruiting. There's so much that goes into it, and they can't get past that. They recruit well. They've got some big hosses. They can play. Their line's amazing. Big hosses. So, yeah, it's Texas, man. You got I like how you sent the 100 emoji in our group chat today, too. You're so young and slang. You know what? Hip. Definitely somebody less than 60 would send. Thank you. Barely. God, next year I can't do it. Damn it. (laughs) You try to hit send, you get an air message. (laughs) Sorry, sir. You're too old. You wish that happened to driver's licenses, don't you? (laughs) When do I have to get a new driver's license? I'm, I'm getting to the age where they should test me every year. What? What'd you say? Uh, I think this is the yes. I, the overtime recording after this might be fun. <laughs> uh, yes, I think OU is more likely to become a power. But like I've said, I don't know if I said it on the last podcast that we recorded two days ago or last week or two weeks ago, whatever. I think OU is going to be fine as an athletics program in the SEC. I think softball, gymnastics, they're going to compete and win right away. Texas. They might win some swimming and diving championships. Good for them. I don't know Golf, what else. They'll be okay. Golf, they'll be fine. Uh, I think they're good in tennis. Probably tennis. I don't know about football or basketball. You know what's going to be, be a, good at basketball? We talk about SEC football. No, it's baseball. That's the problem. These two teams think they're pretty good in baseball. OU's been struggling a little bit, but Texas has a history. Ooh, you're going to have some issues because they're they're pretty good top to bottom down there. That's their second sport. It really is over baseball or over basketball. But anyhow, I think we're all rooting for Texas to suck. I mean, by everyone, I mean everyone that isn't associated with Texas. Not just because everyone wants Texas to suck. Okay. I agree. Thank you. You're welcome. From Campy3507, conference realignment. If you could pick two schools from the ACC not the AAU, Fitz, the ACC, to join the Big 12, who would you choose? Virginia Tech and Florida State. That was quick. Yeah. Uh, or Clemson, but 
I mean, that's just out of... Yeah, if you want to be realistic. There's a scenario in which those schools could be available. The SEC, the Big Ten takes Miami, thinking the SEC will take Florida State, and Florida says, no, no, you're not, and they move on to someone else. So there's a scenario where they might be available. And if that's true, I mean, the Big 12 could set up a scheduling pod of of, uh, UCF, Florida State, Georgia Tech, and USF. If that's a move they want to make, I still think that's a program, a school that's lurking on the edge of power fiveness. But yeah, that would be I, Virginia Tech and and Florida State both feel like they would be good members of the Big Twelve, along with some other schools. But those are the two that would be really significant additions for the conference, and in some scenarios, might be available. Definitely taking Virginia Tech. I might take NC State. Yep, that's another one that because I don't think Florida. I think Florida State and Clemson can be grouped together as being like, look, you ain't getting them. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it depends on where does Virginia go. Does Virginia go to the Big Ten? Because if Virginia goes to the Big Ten, I think Virginia Tech goes to the ACC. But if Virginia goes to the SEC, then I don't think Virginia Tech's going to the Big Ten. So, gotta go to the Big Twelve. And I, I think, think that the SEC should probably have a Virginia school. Right. Right. They're the Southeastern Conference. Nothing I mean, as Southeast as Virginia is. It's, it's, it's where the capital was of the SEC. Well, it was called the Confederacy, but same thing. Same thing. But, yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of talk about Louisville and Pitt, and they're they're fine, you know, but— They're like— B minus, like right. it's they're like they're the fifth and sixth pick. If you can get or lower a Virginia Tech and NC State and a Georgia Tech, the I mean, I Ger- think Ger- I think Georgia Tech is in the same realm as Wake Forest and Boston College. No, 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 it's an engineering school. It, it gives you a presence in Georgia. I I think it'd be the school that would have the most value. Um. Out of the three conferences that might be picking up ACC schools, Georgia Tech slides into the Big 12. Georgia Tech to the Big 12 is like the Pac-12 adding SMU because it has Dallas. Georgia Tech is mostly irrelevant in that metro, same as SMU and Dallas. That's the way I see it from a, a value standpoint. No, I don't it, it would be cool to have you know, Atlanta, but... <laughs> When you, I think that Georgia Tech and SMU are more similar in schools and in stature than what people probably would consider. Well, you bring up a point that if you come down to the end and you've got Georgia Tech or USF, you might, at that point, five years down the road, whenever it is, they've got their stadium going, you might stop and think about it. And you get I probably the ri- would. You get the rivalry with UCF. I th- yeah, I, I I think George and I think well, it was your deep purple. Did you put Georgia Tech in the Big Twelve? Big Twelve. Yeah, I think Georgia Tech goes to the Big Ten before they go to the Big Twelve. I just think there's too many other choices. That I agree, but if the- academics has the weight that the Big Ten insists they emphasize, there's no better school than Georgia Tech. No, outside of outside of Virginia and UNC, well, but of course that that academic monster at Miami. Jeez. That just got into the AU. 
Yeah. Told me that is in a country club. That was your stomach. I thought it was one of the dogs. <laughs> that, was, that was me. I'm glad I'm it's, not the only one. That it's heard. great to be able to blame things on the dog. Yep. Last question comes from KSU Cat eighty. When all is said and realignment is over for the year, who do each of you want to see us adding to get to sixteen teams? I like us as us. We're the Big Twelve. Us. We got Brett Yormark on speed dial. Honestly, if I could pick three from the Pac-12, it would be Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State. No Colorado? No. 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 They've neglected their sports. They've hired Dion to try to make themselves more attractive. They attach to the Big 12. They position themselves by basically saying, we're coming. Um, so we'll see if that happens. But if they only take three out west, which I think they're going to at most... Uh, that those would be my three, even though Utah fans have been oh just awful, arrogant, unbelievable. But that again, TV entities want the rivalries, and you get two incredible rivalries by doing that. BYU, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. His latest thing is though he said on a BYU broadcast he had a really interesting interview that he kind of likes fourteen. So what's this tell me? It tells me that his efforts to add San Diego State and UConn have been rebuffed, either by the presidents and chancellors of this conference or by the networks. And he knows he has a real shot at Colorado and Arizona. So, I mean, that would be his desire. And it gives him the opportunity then just to take those schools and, you know, plug them into what was Oklahoma, Texas, and you got your schedule for next year. I think he still wants 16, and I think that well, there's I know he does. well, I think there's three schools right now for two spots, and nobody's wanting to to jump. That's I think crazy. that's saying you got to do it. Like when we the will leave you behind if you keep waiting. When the first one goes, and again, that's probably happened or it didn't happen by the time you hear this podcast. I think someone will react. Go, we got to go. There's there's only so many seats in this lifeboat. We got to get in there. I, I love the thing. I don't remember who did it. It was a sideline account or something that projected the future Mountain West. or And it was basically the entire Mountain West with Pac-12 schools, too. Yeah. Including Utah. At this if, point, the Big 12 should just do a Dutch auction of full – starting starting off at the full TV broadcast revenue – Whatever it is, thirty-one million. I don't know what forty million. Whatever the the number is for each school that they're going to get, start it and say, "All right, forty million today. Every hour it goes down a million dollars. Let us know when you want to join." Yep, I'm not like just just open it up for bid. Let's be clear, <laughs> and I, I did a daily delivery on this um, between this recording and this playing. Um, if I remember to do the daily delivery, you always have to remember. I don't remember things, um, so remember that. Because I won't remember that. I don't remember things. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say. I'm dead serious. I can't remember where it's going. You're old. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you like my Dutch auction? That should be your daily delivery. Just Dutch Dutch auction. I I got it. I got it. I know where I was going. This conference is fine at 12. That's the beauty of this. They don't need 14. They don't need 16. If the rest of the conferences start going there. Yeah, 
and the Pac-12 doesn't break up now, but it breaks up in three years, it's okay. This is going to be a fun, competitive, engaging conference with the 12 members that we're looking at for 2024 and beyond. I'm fired up for it. And anything else will be gravy. And I like gravy. Grip. I know you like food. I know. Zach loves food, too. You can hear by his stomach. Do you like gravy? Uh, I'd rather other dipping sauces before. There we go. It'll be... uh, Everything else will be ranch dressing. Is that better? A little better. Okay. Like honey mustard, too. Everything. Never mind. <laughs> Is that it? Gills, you got no, any thoughts on this? Uh, I'm going to take. I agree. L- l- wait, let me take my my schools. Okay, I'll go. Uh, I'm going to take Oregon. I'm going to take Arizona. I'm going to take Virginia Tech. And I'm going to take NC State. I like there you it. go. I like it. Is that enough East Coast schools? Did I get the balance right? Yeah, you did okay. No, I got to do one more West school. You really need one more West. I screwed that up. Oh, well. Don't worry about it. I'm going to stick with it. No matter what we say, it's not going to be what happens. But we we do know now as of this recording that the Pac-12 will apparently announce their TV deal uh, later in July. But not, not any of the times that they've said it's coming soon before. This is going to be it. Maybe. Probably not, but it could be. That's it for the podcast. Gills wants me to shut up. Thank you for listening to the Power Cat Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Power Cat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com. Original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.